What's up, guys? Welcome to the first episode of the Asian Boss Boy Podcast. We did this episode last week, and the video was focusing on the mic the whole time. So we redid that, and I didn't like the way I sounded. So I did a solo podcast by myself, and it turned out pretty good because of the way I spoke. I kept saying like, so, and a lot. So I want to redo it and do it justice. But today we have my co-host, Perry Liang. We've been friends for 12 years. Decade and a half around there? Almost a decade and a half. Decade and a half? Since middle school. Yeah. We, we were friends like 2000, 2007. 2007. Yeah, so almost a decade and a half. We know each other pretty well. Pretty well. Pretty well. That's why we're doing this. Um, if you guys are new here and you don't know my message, I'm trying to help the modern Asian American guy become more confident, outgoing, and athletic. And this podcast is going to be another extension of what I do on YouTube. We're going to talk about more about relationships, dating, money. That's going to be episode for today. Experiences, things we've gone through as Asian American men, and our perspective of what's going on right now. And yeah, so... I have Perry as my co-host, and periodically I'll probably do a solo episode if I feel like talking, and I feel like I have a perspective on something, but most of the time, I'm going to have a co-host or someone talk about some shit. I'm just here for fun. He's trying to get that bread. He's trying to get that side income. I'm trying to get a side income. Once we make this podcast popular, and we make 80k. It's a side income. Side income? But today, yeah, talking about income, I want to talk about finances, money, because I've learned a lot from you. I mean, because we talk about money a lot, a we're lot. We're comfortable talking about money. And I feel like money isn't talked about a lot with no. other people. Not just in Asians in general. I think a lot of people don't talk about money, which is unfortunate, because uh, where are you going to get the knowledge to... Uh, invest your money and all these other ways to make money besides just getting a nine job, nine to five, or a um, a sales job. You just, you don't. So the definition of passive income, you just you don't need to do anything with it. It just generates you money, and that's the goal for a pretty much a lot of our generation. Um, yeah. What's yeah? Well, it's even taboo to talk about with your friends. Oh really? I never. I never. I never cared about it. Not really taboo, but if you ask someone how much money you make, oh yeah, or which is something that I've learned over the past couple years too, but to be curious. With 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 if I don't know them, I don't. I won't tell them how much I make. But if they're friends or even close friends, I don't mind telling them how much I make Mm -hmm. because I don't care because you don't know how much money you don't know how much money I make, but. What about taxes? What about other deductions? What about investments? Things I gotta pay? How my lifestyle I live? It all affects. It all affects how much I net overall. So that doesn't really matter to me, and because I'm not flashing my money around, I don't really care about that kind of stuff. So. And backstory yeah. on Perry, he's an accountant. I'm like I have a degree in accounting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you make you make that bank. I I make okay. You make good money. I make okay. I stable money. Stable money. Like all, what every Asian like wants, stable accounting. Unfortunately, oh no, STEM, still STEM, but not not really STEM. No, it's STEMs. STEM. Yeah. Is, is still accounting STEM, the business one. Yeah. 
science. Yeah, science I guess. Yeah, yeah, it still yeah. it still counts as it. So it's, yeah. Fact check us. Yeah. Fact check. But going back to middle school, because I was thinking about this a while ago, and I had a coaching uh, meeting with my other coach, which was about dating and everything. But we talked about society and social circle, and we talked about money. And we looked at each other's bank accounts. Not each other's bank accounts, but we thought about the money that we have in our bank accounts, and that reflects on what we're doing in our lives, and that affects us every single day, right? Yeah. Because if you look at your bank account, if you're negative, you're, you might be doing something wrong. If you're, yeah, if you're, if you're living uh, by credit card and owing money, that's not gonna, that's really going to hurt your income and how you grow your income as well. Fortunately, I never had, I always had money in my account where I never had to worry about buying anything. But at the same time, I never spent like I had money. Because I always save my income and I don't, besides food, I don't really buy much things, to be honest. I never really needed video games, never really needed all these other, like, I don't know what people buy, like clothes? I don't really buy too much clothes. I just buy, go to Uniqlo, buy like five bucks or something. And edit that out. No, no free sponsorships. No free sponsorships. Put that out. Put that out. <laughs> yeah. No free sponsorships. If we um, get famous, yeah. we're asking Uniqlo for a sponsorship yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but you're very frugal. Even when we pretty frugal, yeah. met in middle school, you're very, very frugal. Pretty frugal. To the point where I don't think you ever went out to eat with us at Crossroads. No, I never, yeah. You never really went out with us. You no. were always studying. Well, studying, studying school, yeah. saving money. You yeah. usually ate at home. Yeah, no, um, yeah. Did you have reduced lunch? Uh, I think so. Because low-income families yeah. have uh, reduced sure. lunches, right? Yeah, I, had, I think I had reduced income. Yeah. I had reduced uh, lunch at school. Because uh, on the first... Well, my, my parents are... I think they're... Un- People say they're not first generation, because people say that usually when your parents come, they're first generation, but then usually when their kids are second generation, but a lot of people think that uh, the kids are the first generation. So take it however you want. I'm my first generation or second generation. Regardless, uh, my siblings and I are the first to get an education, a college degree. You don't really need it if you, if you know what you want, and college is not for you, you don't need it. But I wanted to go to college, and I wanted to get be one of the first to get a degree. It doesn't matter. It didn't really matter what, but obviously your parents put you push you towards a STEM major, or my parents did at least. Um, from there, I just only, I only worked during the summer, but I I grinded pretty hard in the summer. Uh, I think about, I'm pretty sure I worked sixty hours for an entire summer, every single day. Two jobs. One was waiting tables. One was was a standard like sandwich shop. No free sponsorships. You're gonna find out where I worked. And I would, I would make really good money. I'd make like 12K. And that would last me throughout the college. I wouldn't... I got, I got a little bit from my parents, but I never asked for more. Because the 12K should... Like, that should last relatively eight, seven... How long school year? My school year was like, I think, uh, nine months. But every, nine months. Every, Ten every, months. Every break, I would come back and I would just pick up 40 hours. And... Um, that would, that would just be enough to carry me over. So I always had... I had enough to know that, oh, I don't need to worry about... If I want to buy a grocery, I can just buy groceries. But I always shopped in, like, the 
the discount aisle, the manager special, always. Because you just grab the food, you freeze it, and you're good. Like, no need to be. I'm not really scared about uh, uh, if it expires. That's not recommended. It doesn't actually go bad on that date. I mean, I freeze it and you're still good. Yeah, you're good. Defrost it and then cook it again. You get the end. You butcher, you, know, you butcher your own chickens, like free stock, free bones for stock, free meat, chicken fried, chicken wings. Like you save it up all up and you have chicken wings. You know, and then like all this stuff. Like I just had to learn on my own because I don't think my parents. My parents taught me how to debone, but and as regarding regarding finances and everything, all they ever said was save your money. That was it. That was the extent. Of my knowledge and then actually started uh so i invest majority of my money into stocks and with that money it would hopefully eventually make generate more income than my actual wage because the goal for me is to actually retire in 15 years i'm 26 27 in like, like a week or so so my goal is ultimately to retire 40-ish, 45-ish, but then again, I might get bored, so I might take like a low-paying job, just for fun, a little side money, but... Like this? No, like this, maybe, yeah, (laughs) it is. But eventually, it should be self-sufficient. So for those that are need advice or don't know where to start, just the knowledge is out there. There's so many YouTube people that can explain it better than I can. And can tell you uh, why they believe certain stocks to invest in, such as dividend stocks, growth stocks, ETFs, like all these other things that can generate you money safely. But also know that be comfortable whatever you're putting in there, be comfortable losing it as well, because not every single stock will do well. Don't uh, FOMO, uh, don't fear, don't buy. FOMO is fear of missing out. Don't FOMO, don't FOMO buy. Do your research. Research the companies that you're buying into. What are they selling? What does their financials look like? What was the financials last year? Learn how to read a 10Q or 10K. 10K, I think. And a full year's review of the company that you're buying. And depending on how you want to invest. For me, and this is how I recommend, if you're, you're young like me, go for the riskier stocks. And then as you uh, get older, you move your money more towards stable uh, stocks that don't move as much that basically retain well when you're older you're trying to retain your wealth when you're younger you're trying to be more aggressive and try and gain your wealth some people recommend a, th- a three uh, three portfolio mm-hmm. one one relatively like I don't know the percentages but one like relatively high aggressive gains one medium and then one's more stable like dividends that's what doesn't like they're at the top of their market there's nothing else that they can do so they give you a little bit their growth is not as extreme, but it's it all depends on what you want. Because if you lose it, oh well, you have a couple more years to gain it back. But try to reach the first one hundred k as fast as possible. Then once you reach that first hundred k, you can finally like step off the gas a little bit. Once you have the hundred k, I think the average return a year, S and P five hundred or just in general is like ten percent a day. Mm-hmm. So if you do that ten percent return every single year. With 100k, it should be 10k next year, 11 and so on as it grows. It, it gets better, it gets faster. The, one, the first 100 is really hard, then the 200 is relatively faster, and from there, 300 is even faster mm-hmm. from there. But you just need to get to that amount as fast as possible. But as soon as you start working, I think my perspective on money has completely changed. 
because before, like, I'll get money from my parents. And you're like, all right, I guess it's going to cost $50. I don't care. But once you start working minimum wage, the minimum wage was like $8 when I first got a job. I realized that, huh, this... Uh, seven fifty at Jamba Juice. I got eight ten. I got eight ten. What the hell? I got eight ten when I started. Fuck. Yeah, she gave me eight ten. Middle wage was like... Uh, she gave me... Shit, shit. It was either eight fifty or something, but she gave me eighty or something. I think mm. I think it was something like that, or eight ten. It might have been eight dollars, but she yeah. gave me eight ten. When I would go get a Chipotle or something, like, it's only... Instead of like, seeing it, it's only eight dollars. Now it's... It's only one hour of work. So your perspective changes completely. Like how many hours do I need to work to afford to buy this? Then once you realize that, your perspective changes. And then when I, when I would get money from my parents and everything, they would like, let's say they give me $100. And I'll be like, wow, I gave me $100 in two seconds, but it takes me more than a whole shift because there's income tax, there's FICA, there's Medicare, there's all these other things deducted. So I think I have to work like a... Maybe two. 12, 13 hours to just get that hundred dollars. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, my perspective has, like has gotten more. I got more frugal at certain times, but if I go out, like I don't, I'm not really thinking about oh, this is gonna cost me twenty dollars or like five dollars. But also, like, if you're rich, or like, you have money, you don't look at the, you don't look at the the price tag on the menu. You look at what if it sounds good. I don't remember who told me that. I think we were talking about it in the car yesterday. Really? Going, yeah, I think, or, some, or something like that. I think it was either you or some one of our friends saying that they don't look at the the price tag, look at the, what, oh, this sounds good. I'm going to order this, this, and this. But then, well, like, I, I, I make okay money, but I still look at the price tag, oh, it's $25. Oh, it's $8. But I'm making money. I got paid. Like yesterday, like we went to get... Donuts? Donuts, yeah. okay, donuts was a steal. It was a Thanksgiving deal. Yeah, it's $13 Thanksgiving, for two, two dozen, dozen, which that's, is a steal. That's pretty good. There's like four, five, six, seven of us eating donuts. So like, that's, a, that's a pretty good steal. Yeah, but then we went Treat to yourself. Treat yourself we went to a curry spot, and each dish was $14, $15. And then you had to add tax. So total, we got two dishes. It was, it was like 25, 25 plus tip, oh. 30 bucks for two dishes. I'm like, bro. It's, it's well, we live in Washington. We have the, I think we have the high, one of the highest yeah. minimum wages. But we have also the highest uh, taxes for property, I think. Mm-hmm. So, no, it's that, yeah. Expensive. It's, yeah, it's expensive. Minimum wage is like 12 bucks now. Yeah. They're pushing it to 15. So, everything's, everything's getting inflated. The right. Prices, yeah. There's nothing you can redo. Yeah, you can't do anything about it. But, because since you were in middle school, you were hella frugal. Like, your parents, I think every, even my parents said save money and don't be in debt. Yeah. But, low key, I'm addicted to. Spending money that you are. Some, sometimes You're I don't bit. have. Like, but I've learned. I've learned. <laughs> right? Oh, I'm going to go back to middle school. Or, yeah, even even high school, I was addicted to eating. You go I out. You go out to eat. Subway. Chicken pizza. Like I... Even eat. before then. Oh, really? Before then? Even yeah. before then, think about the cafeteria at oh, yeah, school. You get, you get seconds. Oh, you right. get seconds. So, I would get... I don't have reduced lunch. Okay. It's like three fifty. Three fifty. Okay. Like it's still pretty. It's good. It's a good steal. It's though. a good steal. Yeah. But you know your boy's making some gains. Yeah. So yeah. I would get seconds, and that's another three fifty, and you do this consecutively for the five, five days. days. Yeah. I tell the money. That's a lot of money. And I went to go drink bubble tea. Oh yeah, I wasn't. I, Maybe I not. And but I did 
spend a lot of money on bubble tea. And it's and back then it was like what three seventy five for a bubble tea. Three seventy five. Wow, prices are so cheap. Yeah, there. prices were pretty cheap. But I'll be spending money. Yeah, and my parents gave me gave me money, all right. So twenty bucks a month uh, a week, which is a decent amount of money. That's pretty good. That's like, good for like a thirteen year old, fourteen year old. That's pretty yeah. good. But I think it stemmed from low key. Oh no, high key, being spoiled, being uh, I would say privileged, privileged. for for having parents that make money. Your 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 parents have both your parents have a degree. That's all. Both parents have a degree. My dad has a master's in engineering, electrical engineering. My mom has a four-year, six-year degree, CPA. CPA. Um, so she's a accountant. So she she made money, but when they came here, they were dirt poor. Obviously, coming from Vietnam, they're dirt poor. Um, my mom had to make money for five, no, seven people out of her family, and then you know when when you have kids, you want to make money to support your yeah, family. Yeah. So I got pretty much everything I wanted, and that's a blessing and a curse. I have everything I wanted. I didn't have to worry about money. I didn't have to worry about um, finances. I didn't have to worry about anything. So growing up, went to a good school, um, got my own car. Cool, pretty yeah. sweet, right? But then I didn't learn how privileged I was until I don't know, maybe college. So whenever I learned. Everything, you have to pay everything for it by yourself. Not even that. I think I think I felt prices. guilty about everything else, and that so, could be something wrong with the parents giving you money and like spoiling because they don't want you to have the same life that you had. But I just you learn different things by having to work work for it, versus having to get it, as well. Yeah, well, it's because we worked at Jamba Juice together, right? I mean, then I'm like, damn, a hundred dollars? That's a lot of money. You could buy a lot of shit with $100. And plus, I didn't know how to buy food and like... Or budget. Ha- or budget, so I didn't learn the, those skills. Even I, though- okay, well, uh, quick little interruption. I still don't know the budget. I just know that I have X amount of money. Don't spend more than I make. That's that's my budgeting. Yeah. And I never... I, I know I always have money in the bank, just in case. But I never learned like, oh... I'm, like I have... Like a pie chart. Like you have, a, you have X amount of money... A little bit comes out for groceries, taxes, bills, all these random miscellaneous things. I would, I never did that. Like, mm-hmm. not as hardcore. I, like, I wouldn't, I never, I never had to budget or balance a checkbook. Oh, uh, okay. I know I'll do it. Yeah. Because you're in Cali, it's pretty much the same thing, but I don't, I don't need to. You never use a spreadsheet to no. budget. No, no, I never had to. Cause yeah. I, I know, I knew I could afford it. Mm-hmm. But then, always, cause I always knew I just needed to be, I'm not eating steaks every day. How about that? I'm not buying steaks every day to eat. I'm not buying. I'm not go, I never went out to eat either in college. I might have went out like once or twice a year, and that was it. I just wasn't yeah. like wasn't really my thing. Because I, I enjoy cooking, even though I don't know a lot how to cook a lot of things. My go-to uh, meal to make is milk, then cereal, then a bowl. That's my go-to. You put milk first and then cereal. Wait, yeah, I'm not a psychopath. Wait, you're supposed to put cereal first no, and then milk. No, I'm not a psychopath. Anyway, in that order, milk. Cereal, then the bowl. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Alright. I'm not a fucking psycho. Alright. I can picture that right now. Or, Damn, I'm gonna do that tomorrow. Or, or I would uh, boil water, freeze it, and save it for later. <laughs> yeah. That would, that would, that would save me time. So when I need it, I just take it out and reboil it and I have hot water. Budgeting. Alright, back, back on topic. <laughs> back on topic. Um, 
Yeah. Like you said, being spoiled is fine. I think the problem is most people don't aren't aware of it. So I was aware of it. Maybe I think when I first broke up with my girlfriend back in the day, then I really learned money um, uh, and then a lot of failures. I think through a lot of failures, through like school, uh, relationships, all these things, you learn a lot, right? Yeah, you learn. You've always learned something out of it. Yeah. Something good came out of it. So I learned that, okay, well, I'm actually, uh, I have a sustainable lifestyle. Very fortunate. Very fortunate, very privileged. Um, And this helped me understand, okay, here's the thing. It's a blessing because I don't have to worry about things, but it's also a curse because I never know struggle. And struggle means um, working your... Different perspective of life to get out of it. Yeah. But you can still get just different, a different path to getting to it. Yeah. And then that goes into what I'm doing now or what I've done for the last three years is that before I was working at 24 hour fitness, that was my dream job. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be a personal trainer. Great. This is what I want to do. Obviously. Right. Yeah. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Cause I'm really passionate about this. You can make money off it. You've seen yeah. people make money off it. You've seen people become successful. But then when I got to the industry, everything was bullshit. Right. All my management fuck you guys I fucking hate these guys because you know you're there to help people to create a lifestyle and be healthy right yeah. but management just wants you to make a sale I'm like because right. the more sales you make the more money the more the, they have a bigger bonus probably. they get a bigger bonus they get more equipment for the gym and obviously you're you're the pig yeah you're the one doing all the work personal training is where they make the real money yeah so if and the only way you can get better at personal training making more money is that you train more people that's how that's how they measure like performance exactly and i made the most money during summer which was the hardest season to make money i got like five sales high ticket sales and each sale was like what fifteen hundred dollars for six weeks that's a lot that's i was pumping bro that's pretty expensive i was grinding how much is that per day um so it's an hour a session. Sir. So five so days a week. Divide six, six. Like hundred dollars. Yeah. One hundred. Yeah, it's about 97, 97 or something like that. Shit. That's a lot of money. It's a lot. And people and Issaquah, they spend a lot of money on personal training. Anyways, was not happy about it, and at this point, I was making all right money, but I was grinding. I was making cold calls. Was not enjoying my 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 time there. Even though I loved it. I was just getting bitched by all the management. You know, being being a slave to the, to the phone calls. Calling people that don't want to be called. And then at the end of the day, I saw this ad on Facebook. And I'm going to shout him out because he, he's a great mentor. And I've learned a lot from him. Lynn, who was my personal trainer. Or business mentor for personal training. Helped me in fitness. And the reason why I went to him because I was in a scarcity mindset. I was... I was struggling because I wanted to make more money, be more successful as a as a entrepreneur and and personal trainer. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot because he taught me about business, about marketing, Facebook ads, um, being different in the fitness industry because it's so saturated. There's so many people, and learning all these things, right? But here's the thing that really tested me was I had to put down a deposit of coaching. I had no idea how much it's gonna cost. So I went on a sales call. I don't know if I told you this, how much it costs. I think I did tell you this. A little little questionable. But that's why, well, that's the thing, right? Most high ticket um, prices, I'm going to tell you guys the price. 
it was three months for six thousand dollars pretty pricey yeah that's pricey that's money i didn't have money that i didn't have on demand but i and then i get i thought it over and usually when you follow up the next day you don't call back you're like fuck it i am doing this that's what that's what happens when you do sales calls but they gave me a payment plan of twenty five hundred dollars i'm like okay i'm gonna be making quick money but it's really hard work because you gotta learn you pretty much go through business school within three months you gotta learn how to not only make sales calls close calls train you also have to do marketing and, and business management right which i've learned quite a bit yes it's a lot of money and you have different perspectives on that yeah my parents have different perspectives on this because my parents said never put yourself in debt as long as you pay off everything right and i was like fuck well i'm gonna be stuck here at 24 hour fitness i'm gonna be stuck doing things that i don't want to do and i paid and i kept paying this for two years a lot of money i spent a lot of money on ads but the plus side is i was able to leverage that and actually coach ex-athletic dads which i'm surprised because i'm not a dad and i don't look like a person who can coach dads so marketing does work and i did coach people i gave them results and they really loved me i had 20 20 guys in my group paying high ticket about 300 350 per month so times that by 20, that's a, that's quite a bit. That's like $6,000, right? Within a month. So I was doing well at that time. But I wanted to change it up and rebrand myself to helping Asian guys. And at the time, even though I was making quite all right money, I couldn't pay off my debt all at once. I had to compound it, right? I was still spending money on ads. I was spending like $100 a day on ads so I was willing to spend a lot of money to hopefully build a career for myself obviously I wasn't happy um, I was like alright this is not sustainable I can't keep continue to pay a thousand dollars for coaching I, I can't continue to pay more money in ads if I do reduce the money on ads like five dollars a day I'm not gonna get any sales um, and if you guys don't know how ads work it's all by clicks so it depends on how many, how much does it cost for someone to click on you? How much does it cost for you to sell to them? And all these things. And I might get into that if you guys are interested in um, personal training, online training. But this is the process I went to. And now my view of money is very, very different. So in all hindsight, I'm in debt. And I'm going to be honest, I was... Before COVID, or yeah, before COVID, and I quit doing my mentorship to to save my ass and not be in more debt, 15, 15 to seventeen thousand dollars, which is pretty much the price of someone who pays for college, right? Yeah, first year, second year. And 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 I had to had to justify this because most guys, uh, most students have student loans and have to pay off yeah a lot more. I'm like, okay. Still pay money soon, Lil's off. Yeah. And, and I was like, okay, money comes and goes. That's my value of it. Money comes and goes. It does, yeah. And I can grind. And I'm, I'm going to tell you guys that I'm not successful yet. Like, I'm being straight up honest with you guys to tell you guys 
to follow my journey, follow our experiences and our different perspectives so that you can be a better person, um, be more financially stable, and hopefully live your life instead of your parents' life. And we talked about this in the last episode about following your parents' views and parents' dreams. But anyways, fast forward, uh, 15, 15, 17,000 in debt. I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? I can't, I can't continue. I don't like coaching ex-ethetic dads, not the thing. So I rebranded to Asian American dudes, which I really love and trying to build that again without spending ads. Right. But it's been, it's been pretty hard, difficult. So back then I worked at a pho restaurant, minimum wage, free food, free food. Okay. Okay. Pho. Decent enough that it's okay. You can, you know, eat for free yeah um and that was a way to pay for debt fast forward i did doordash made a lot more money been able to to spend to pay off my debt fast forward to um and i think i worked at funhua for almost a year holy shit yeah i was grinding like i would i would do anything to and that's the thing about money and and my perspectives like okay well i have to pay I, i can't just sit around and not do anything i have to make money I wasn't sitting around and doing some bullshit. I was really going out and trying to grind. Might not be the best job. I might get looked down by my friends, by my family, but I had to do this so I can. I know the struggle because I never had that. And that's fine. I've learned a lot. Big lessons from it. Fast forward to COVID. The government came in and pretty much, why would you want to work? Um, and not to like, make anybody upset about what's going on right now but for me i did get government release yeah um relief you you couldn't you had reduced hours uh, yeah so you i had reduced hours i had to make money like what the fuck i think restaurants restaurants closed for a little bit yeah restaurants are closed yeah or or reduced hours and i couldn't work right anyways thanks for the government i was able to go in make more money than i was making at funhua and pay off my debt and now i'm at seven no six thousand dollars left in my debt which is pretty good pretty good within nine months yeah of of paying off so i'm in consistent i've learned a lot so the pros and cons of being in debt um cons let's start with cons it sucks because you have anxiety you're worried about how to pay off your bills you're worried about what you're going to do to make money you're worried about your future you're worried about everything questioning everything about your life feeling guilty all those things but the pros from this whole three to four year experience is i'm not afraid to spend money in investing myself um i'm not, I'm not afraid to spend on mentorships just like youtube right i wouldn't be here without uh another mentor who has helped me through youtube trying to build a business um, and do it right so i'm not afraid to spend things that are gonna help me invest uh, in myself and also trading, right? I wouldn't have learned all the things from I trading. I don't think you know about you, you trade. Okay, so I do trading on the side or I'm actually trying to make this an income, another source of income and actually make this a serious thing. So there's so many different things that I'm doing on the side. Mentorships, um, another coaching, uh, coaching mentor. I have a trading mentor. I have all these resources that has helped me make money or be a better person and honestly improve my life. 
So I'm willing, I'm willing to, to spend money that's going to help me accelerate in every aspect of life. Because it's going to take, it takes years to do this by yourself. So I'm, I'm willing to spend that. And because of spending $2,500 on this one coaching, everything else isn't that crazy. It's affordable. It's affordable. It's affordable. Like, like $27 a month for coaching. For trading? Uh, $10. $10 a month for trading. Which is really, really good compared to other people who give you promises. Like, I'm going to show you guys how to make $5,000 in a week. And you don't learn the basics. You don't learn the habits, right? So there's different different coaches that are going to fucking scam you. That are actually going to help you. And there's, you just got to find who who fits with you. And what values they're going to give you. But at the end of the day, still paying off debt. Still working. Um, trying to make content. Still coaching. But I'm telling you guys that I'm not successful yet. I'm not where I want to be. And I want to give the impression on YouTube, on social media that I have everything. Because social media is a fucking lie. Of course it is. Most, most social media content, they don't tell you like the real story. Like, especially because I was listening to the podcast called The Roommates. These two black guys who are talking about dating, elevating um, like men being masculine or, and being successful and dating, whatever. They're talking about how everybody on IG, fitness models, are low-key fake. A lot of them are. Yeah, but most people don't, most people don't really realize that, right? So, which is unfortunate. Which is unfortunate. You're giving false expectations of what, like, let's say, what women look like, what you look for a girl, um, what money looks like, what being successful looks like. So I want to give you guys like an in-depth look of my experience and show you guys, follow my journey, or at least I can help you guide you into the right direction and give you guys suggestions not advice because i'm not i'm not certified <laughs> i'm not oh, certified. these are all suggestions these are all suggestions so i'm giving you guys suggestions on what you need to do because we're still learning this we're still learning um this. i'm still learning a no, lot. none of us none of neither of us are certified uh financial advisors don't take don't take everything you say always like look at both sides find something that you can find better or find like Find some salt, basically, what we say. Don't take it. Don't, just, don't take it word for word and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their different journey. Yeah. If I tell you, um, if it's I five, would do it, puts five hundred. Okay, buddy. All right, no. But if I ever tell you to spend six thousand dollars on coaching, no, it could be. It, it depends. It depends. Have you done your research on? It, it's like a pyramid scheme. Like, have you done your research on this? The puns. Because because I did I did do my research on who this guy was. What was his sales process? His testimonials, what they were doing, their process. I'm like, okay, eh. fuck it, dude. Not that fuck it, but I was like, I'm gonna give it a try because if you don't know, if you don't try, you don't know. And thankfully, this guy didn't scam me. This guy was from Australia, okay? Who the fuck would I listen to in Australia? And he was Asian. He was with me, so I'm like, okay, this guy. And I watched a whole hour or two hours of his webinar. So I learned a lot from him. And I, I'm going to take that until, uh, you know, keep that going in, in my career. And, you know, hopefully you guys will either invest in yourself and try on error. I think that's the biggest message from 
what I've learned. And continue to be aware of what you're doing and what you continue to be doing. Also, uh, we, we have to, uh, Ty and I, like, do, we have different investment methods. I'm not a trader. I'm, a, I'm an investor. I, hold, I, I buy and hold long term. Uh, explain what you do. I do options trading. So options trading is short, shorter term. They have expiration dates. So when a stock market goes up, let's say, let's say you buy stock and it goes up 1%, you make like 10 cents, let's say. But if you're buying options or selling options, it goes up 1%, you could make $100. So it's high risk, high reward. But the way I trade, it's going to be, it's not going to be very, very profitable. Let's say 10% of your account, you're going to make 10% out of your account per week. Not that much, mm-hmm. but it compounds, right? Like you said, if you compounds, do stocks, yeah. it compounds and you make more money over time. If you make a hundred, if you have a hundred thousand dollars in your account, you make 10% of that, that's 10 K. Right. So that's the whole goal of like option trading. Cause you have a bigger leverage. So if the stock market goes up 1%, you make more money than you're holding the stock itself. But for you, it compounds like dividends. It compounds every single year or so, depending on the stock. So, and if you guys can, and I'll shout out the, the mentorship that I'm doing right now. His name is a T from Focus Trades. If you wanna get, I mean, there's a lot of people who are getting into trading. So- it's like everyone, everyone, everyone should. Yeah, everyone should. And if you wanna do option trading, yo, he has so much free content. He does webinars every single day, twice a day, and you can learn a lot. So you can go up to his uh, YouTube channel, focustrades.com, um, Focus Trades on YouTube, go on Instagram, Focus Trades, search up T, and he'll be there. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's my side of money and what I see in terms of finance. And right now, it's all about paying debt, paying off my debt, and hopefully... Um, and that's my whole goal this end of the year is to pay off the debt. Might not happen, but I'm almost there. And at the end of the day, it's like trying to be successful, trying to make that bread so you have a sustained lifestyle. And for me, now I don't spend that much money on food. Like, you see how much we spent yesterday? Fuck that. I was I barely go out to eat. I think I, only eat, I don't eat out. When I was working in the office, at a local utility company, I would only go out to eat on a Saturday or Sunday or a Friday night, max two times. And that was it. Not that big spender. So I, I was, I always bringing my food every single day. I just bring food. There's, there'd be leftovers at dinner. Just bring it in. Mm-hmm. I think I only went out to eat like once or twice because I forgot my lunch, or I got something from the vending machine because I, I love like. It's bad, but I love ramen. Like it's top ramen, bad. top ramen, like instant ramen, that kind of stuff. That yeah. kind of ramen. That's pretty bad. I had, I would eat that ramen every single day for breakfast. Yeah, I remember. Kindergarten to last year of college. But you had fresh broth. I would make somewhere in there. I would make fresh. I think in eighth grade or seventh grade or sixth grade, I got my own broth, like yeah. chicken broth at home. But I love ramen. I I know that like. 
certain people like you, that's how you eat during college you eat ramen but like I, I never you enjoyed it I, I enjoyed it like, yeah but now I'm a little more bougier I don't get the top ramen anymore or the maruchan ramen I get the Japanese ramen from uh, imported my mm-hmm. local uh, Japanese super, supermarket yeah but sometimes I, I just like ramen I, I, I like noodles so some, some things don't change no matter how much money I make I still like you're still frugal I'm too. still frugal yeah yeah Still frugal, mm-hmm. but just invest in your money. Honestly, that's invest in your money. Be if, smart with your money. I only started investing when I was like twenty five. Mm-hmm. But if I had invested when I was eighteen, I would have made so much more money. That's, and what's, that's what schools teach us. Because the thing is, uh, for invest for my invest for my investments, it's based off time. The more time you have, the more money you're gonna make. Mm-hmm. Not guaranteed, but likely if you choose the right stocks, do your research. Listen to the listen to the, like go research on YouTube, find out what they say, but then go find some go find something bad about the company because mm-hmm. the YouTube YouTube people generally only talk about the good stuff. Yeah. But if you want a full like perspective, you should find something that's what's wrong with the company. Yeah. And then just and then justify buying it, but mm-hmm. honestly, you can't you can't tag the market that well. It's just impossible. No one can time it. Every single day, every single time, just invest your money. If you don't know what you're doing, just buy ETF. Until yeah. You, until you learn and then start diversifying. Or you can do paper trading. Or you can paper trade, trade and learn paper, and what's practice. Pa- what's paper trading? So, so, so paper trading is like you're using, you're not using real money. You're usually, using, you usually fake money as if what happens. You have to imagine that you do have that money and you practice using it. Um, and you can go on like Thinkorswim to do paper trading because you can practice doing it like understand what the charts are there's so much that you can learn there's, there's free knowledge out there there's free right. knowledge there's free webinars like I said you don't know what you're doing don't do options yet just, just, yeah. just don't the, yeah you're gonna, you're gonna lose your money real fast yeah and, I mean we can talk about dude we can talk about trading all day honestly <laughs> I, um, I, mine's a short one I, yeah. I, don't, I don't trade yeah I mean you just hold right I, buy invest. Hold but, uh, I might I might like sell one, one, one of my positions and then rebuy something else yeah if I think if I think it's overbought, but I'm I would not be the person to explain to you mm-hmm. how to invest or or trade. Mm-hmm. I give you what I think and like oh why I'm buying this or what I think about this, but I'm I'm generally a long term holder. I'm generally buy and wait like five, six, seven, eight, ten years before I sell it. Yeah, but that's like a in depth or just a crash course. Yeah, crash course. Back, I mean this background of uh, money. Wait until we make, well, you already got it, but wait until I get, <laughs> you know, there's, we can talk about trading. If you guys want to hear about trading, um, option trading, what I'm doing on the side, um, income, because I know a lot of guys and girls are looking for a passive income. Everyone, everyone's, everyone's trying, trying to make money. Everyone's trying to make money. Right? And there's, and especially now, because COVID quarantine it's, it's really it's it's really hard to make money it's really hard and it's really unmotivating because of all the shit that's happening but there's there's still opportunities there's no excuses for you not to make money plain and simple also for, uh, the best time to invest is during recessions which is now yeah I mean the best time to trade is well anytime but you yeah. gotta do your research you gotta do your research but for long term holders recessions are the best thing because but that's the hardest time to trade too. It is the hardest time for, for, for option trading. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's yeah. yeah. the best time to buy stocks and invest. 
for when 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 it dips, I just see oh it's on discount. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's, I see. That's what I see. But also know that in a re- in a recession, companies go bankrupt. So make sure you choose the right ones. <laughs> yeah, dude, we went forty five minutes into the podcast. Probably need to trim it or something. Edit. No, we're good. Take I mean, damn, if you guys want to see longer podcast episodes, I'm down to do an hour um, and talk about more stuff because 30 none, minutes is very short. None of this is scripted. None of this is scripted because we're just we having a conversation. We don't, don't really plan this. Just talk. And yeah, we just say, hey, the topic is financing. Today is dating. Today is confidence. And I had a whole poll of people talking about dating today. They're like, can you guys talk about dating? I'm like, well... I'll do it next time. Next episode. That's about gonna mine. A, that's going to be a very short uh, dating profile for me. Yeah, exactly. One. That's One. it. And if you want to talk about the details, you can. But anyways. Um, but yeah, that's about that's about money today. Finance. And take what you guys want from what we said. Um, what Perry said. What or, I said. Or don't take any of it. Or don't awesome. take anything and just listen. And yeah. Any final thoughts? Get that bread. Get that bread. Get that money. Don't get those L's. You, yeah, you, you will get the L's though. It's, it's going to happen in trading. For me, I think my final thoughts are um, be willing to invest in yourself. Get mentors and coaches that are going to help you um, evolve, help you make more money if you're willing to spend the money. Um, if you're afraid to spend money, you don't have to do that. You don't have to spend money on coaches. There's so many free resources that there's out there to make money. Um, and maybe we'll dive into this topic. Start early. Start early. Start early. Start now. Honestly, really early because we're twenty six right now. Twenty six. Unfortunately, Perry's twenty seven. We're a little bit late, but no, we're still young. We're still young. Yeah, we can still make it. We can still make it. It's still kind of old now. But I think the next topic I want to talk about is recently finding. I started, I started going in bed early, like four a.m. All right, buddy. I went to bed at three yesterday, so. 3 p.m.? 3 a.m. Nice. Yeah. 4 a.m. is like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah I need that. But I think the final thing is I want to talk about next episode is finding your identity, doing the things that you want to do um, in regards to what your peers say, what your parents say, and that all ties in with money. I think that's going to be a great topic because money is in everything. We can Almost also, everything. We can, you can honestly do a part two of the money. There's so part many two? things to say. Like, yeah. You just need some questions, basically. Yeah, we can get some questions um, and go from there because I have... There's so much more to it. Um, but that's my, my experience with money, my view on money, Perry's view on money, and what he's doing. And hopefully this episode has helped you. Or... Learn something. Learn something. From my mistakes, especially. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, any final words, dude? Try to get that bread. But Try to get like the bread. Me, you're gonna get some else along the way. It's just how it is. There you go. There's nothing you can do about it. There you go. And we'll talk about investing and everything. But you guys gotta remember to like the video. If you guys are listening on Spotify, shout out to James. I know you listened to my first episode. You made it this far. Shout out to James because <laughs> he did listen to it. I'm like, oh shit. He said I talked a little slow. It's because I don't want to say if, like, and, you know. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure I say it. No, you don't. You you have a better, you have, you speak better. Uh-huh. You're more enunciated. <laughs> you, you're more enunciated. At the same time, sometimes I can't understand you. 
<laughs> Anyways, guys, um, like the video, subscribe if you want to hear more content like this. We're trying to p- post a podcast every single week and expand more on not just fitness, um, but help you guys become more confident, outgoing, and athletic. All right. Anyways, guys, thanks for watching. I'll see you guys in the next one. Spy puts 500.